Take your Bibles this morning, please, and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Mark that passage of Scripture, please, and turn to Ephesians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And then turn to Ephesians chapter 4. We are working on memorizing some scripture. We have been in Philippians chapter 1 where we have been working on verse 6, which says, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion the day of Jesus Christ. And I trust that you've been able to take that and apply it to your hearts and live it out in your lives. We're going to begin this morning to work on verses 9, 10, and 11 of Philippians chapter 1. For the next month or so, we're going to work on verses 9 and 10 to the middle. Some would say 10a. And then after that, we're going to work on 10b through verse 11, all right? So here is... Philippians chapter 1, 9 through 10a, and you see the dots, it continues. If you want to go ahead and work on uh, the rest of it, you feel free, please. Let's read this verse of Scripture together, these verses of Scripture together this morning. Uh, We will start with the reference, Philippians chapter 1, 9 and 10, and we will read the verses, and then we will finish with the reference again. Here we go, Philippians 1, 9 and 10. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent. Philippians 1, 9, and 10. So we're going to start working on this and we will bring it out of Philippians chapter 1, verse 6 where he who has begun a good work in you will complete it on the day of Jesus Christ and what's he trying to accomplish? That we might abound in love. Knowledge, discernment, approving what is excellent. Ephesians chapter 4, are you there this morning? Ephesians chapter 4, this is a passage of scripture we've been working on for a number of weeks now. Let me begin with verse 11, and I will read for you down through verse 16. Ephesians chapter 4, starting with verse 11. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way unto him who is the head, unto Christ, verse 16, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Now, we've outlined this passage of Scripture this way. He gave gifts, apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers. Why? So that we might understand what God wants to accomplish in our souls. We might recognize that our growth is a process. We are to be growing in grace and in knowledge of our Lord and Savior. It's about the whole body. 
each one of us an important part of that body, each one of us understanding that within the body we are to be the kind of people God wants us to be. We are to speak the truth in love. Remember last week we talked about speak, truth, love? Will you say those three words with me, please? Here we go. Speak, truth, love. And we gave you the four rules of communication, T-A-L-K, tell the truth, always keep current, love the person, keep your cool. That's Ephesians 4, 25 through 32. Work on that passage of Scripture. Work on that application in your life. Speak truth, love. Why? So that we might be helping and edifying, building up one another in Jesus Christ. Now, when our community thinks of Calvary Baptist Church, a lot of times they think of a building. They, they think of what they see from Capitol Avenue. And we are blessed here at Calvary Baptist to have a wonderful building. Amen? Isn't this a comfortable place to come and worship and share with each other? And God has given to us a great set of tools so that we can use them for the glory of God. But the reality is the church is not the building. The church is people. It's the body. It's you and it's me growing and developing together. It's serving together and sharing together and being part of each other. Aren't you thankful for those who have served us this morning? Wasn't it great to share together and sing and and focus? It's it's working with kids and sharing together and, and just developing friendships and fellowships together. And who can forget our kids' program, right? Where we went sailing on a ship. That was a cue, Peter. There we go, all right? But wasn't it a great time sharing together? But the reality is that we are all individuals, but we are body parts. And this morning we want to look at those body parts as we recognize that God has placed us all in the body. Still in Ephesians chapter 4? Look with me at verse 16, will you please? Verse 16. From whom the whole body. Now stop there and go back to the last word in verse 15. And the last word in verse 15, if you have an ESV like mine, is the word Christ. Okay? So we want to add that to verse 16. Christ from whom? Okay? We want to understand that Christ is the head. We've already learned that. We want to recognize that he is the one that we need to focus on. And it is Christ from whom the whole body joined and held together. So as we think about body parts, and as we think about the body, we must understand that the body is to be helping and edifying itself and building itself up in love. Why? Because Christ, who is our head, has brought us uh, together. I firmly believe that each of you is here by divine appointment. I want to thank you so much for what you gave to Connie and me this morning. That was so unexpected. I turned to Connie on the platform. I said, do you know about this? She said, yeah. (laughs) Do you think that wives ought to keep secrets from their husbands? Dave, thank you so much. Connie and I are privileged to be part of a body that is called Calvary Baptist Church. We are privileged to be part 
of an assembly of believers that shares in each other's lives and encourages one another and recognizes one another and builds each other up. And we're all part of that body. And as we think about the body, we must understand that it is the body that is to give honor and glory to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen? Now, let's talk about body this morning. Right? Let, me, let me give you four truths this morning about the body. Truth number one is we are bonded together. Did you notice that in our text? Last word of verse 15 into verse 16. Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint. We are bonded together in Christ. Christ is our head, and all that we are is to come from him. Amen? All that he wants us to be is to come from him. Amen? And it's not about you, it's not about me, it's about Jesus Christ, who is the head. Amen? But he is the one that has brought us together. You know what binds us together? It's our personal relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. Our salvation testimony, right? For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That includes all of us. You see, the reality is that none of us are good enough. There is none righteous, no, not one. And the wages of sin is death. That includes all of us. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And those of us who are part of his family have understood that God demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen? Aren't you thankful that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures? And that he was buried in, I love this part, he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Amen? Isn't that great? And whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's what binds us together. That's what gives us our relationship. John MacArthur put it this way. The power for being equipped and matured into loving, authentic proclaimers is not in believers themselves, in their leaders, or in church structure. The body receives its authority, direction, and power as it grows up in all aspects into Christ. The closed, tight, compacted correlation of function in the body as an organism is the result of Christ's power. Amen. A little chorus we sing sometimes. Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together. Bind us together in love. Can we sing that this morning, please? Here we go. Bind us together, Lord, bind us together with cords that cannot be broken. Bind us together, Lord, bind us. Bind us together in love. There's only one God.
from whom the whole body joined and held together. We are bound together in Him. But not only are we bound together, we are outfitted and equipped. Notice our text. By every joint which is equipped. You know, I am convinced that God has brought the right people to Calvary Baptist Church to do the job that he wants us to do here in Battle Creek and around the world. We're just what we need. And God has each of us here for a purpose. And that purpose is to fulfill his assignment for his honor and his glory. That purpose is not so that we can just enjoy ourselves. If you were here in Sunday school this morning, I reminded you that the number one reason churches are in decline is because they have an inward focus. We're not here just for us. We are here for the honor and glory of our God. But we are here together to do what God has called us to do. Keep your finger here in Ephesians chapter 4 and turn back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, will you please? 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 12. I'm just going to read. You follow along in your text. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we are all baptized into one body, Jews, Greeks, slaves are free, young and old, all of us and all were made to drink of one spirit for the body does not consist of one member but many if the foot should say because i am not a hand i am not but i don't belong to the body that would not make it any less part of the body and if the ear should say because i am not an eye i do not belong to the body that would not make it any less a part of the body if the whole body were an eye Where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our 
unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. And you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. Amen? If one member suffers, we all suffer, right? If one member rejoices, we all rejoice. Because we are part of the body and we are equipped to fulfill the function that God has for us for his honor and his glory. That God in a very special way may receive the glory. The word equipped here is an interesting word. It has the idea of making a contribution, a positive effect. I have some tools in my workshop that I have never used. Don't laugh at me, you do too. I have some things down in my workshop that I thought, oh, that'd be cool to have. Someday I'll get into. They're still in the box and the warranty is gone. I hope they work when I do get to. They are doing nothing but taking up space and gathering dust. God did not intend for any of us just to take up space and gather dust. Everyone in here today and everyone who is part of Calvary Baptist Church has been equipped, equipped positively to impact the body of Christ. We need each other. And we need every part. No, I got to thinking about that. Good to see Lisa Carey here this morning. Lisa's without one of her parts. She lost her tonsils some weeks ago. So I looked up and I said, what good are tonsils? You know what good tonsils are? The tonsils contain B cells, a type of white, of white blood cells that fights infections. They also produce antibodies against polio, streptococcal pneumonia, influenza, and numerous other infections. Lisa, I hope you don't get any of that stuff. But for some reason we think, ah, tonsils aren't important. Angie Fairchild lost her gallbladder. No, she didn't lose it. Somebody took it from her. <laughs> you know, gallbladders are important. I looked up this. What good is a gallbladder? And you know what gallbladders do in very simple terms? They digest fat in the body. I need my gallbladder.
here's the point. Each one of us has been equipped for a particular function within the body. And when that function is not operating as it was intended, the body loses something. Hmm? That's true. And how does it work itself out? Each one is to be doing its own job. The truth is, every organ in our body serves a purpose. And removal of any organ is a painful process. Huh, Lisa? And it's painful to have to remove parts of the body. Now, sometimes, parts of the body seem to be more trouble than they're worth. But the reality is, every part is important. And sometimes, parts of the body have a mind of their own. Or no mind. The older I get, I understand this. My eyes are dim and blurry. I ache around my spine. But that's not half my worry. I sure do miss my mind. <laughs> Can you identify with that? But when that happens, the body becomes dysfunctional. It's embarrassing. And it's ineffective. And then the reality is that sometimes parts of the body just shut down. Have you experienced that in your life? I hope that there is no part in my body that comes to this con conclusion. I've done my part and I'm not going to do any more, so I'm going to quit functioning. Can you imagine what would happen to my body if that happened? But may I kindly say, sometimes that happens in the local church. Each part doing its own job. And how do we do our job? We see growth because of our love. Isn't that what our text says? Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is clipped, each part is working, when each part is working, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Wow. What did Jesus say? By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have... Love, one for another. That's right. Yeah. Uh -huh. What did we look at last week? 1 Corinthians 13, right? Love is patient. Love is kind. Hmm. Love does not envy. Love does not lift up itself. Is not easily provoked. Bears all things. Believes all things. Hopes all Remember that? Endure, love never fails. Huh? Look at verse 1 of chapter 5 in Ephesians, will you? 
therefore, now anytime there's a therefore, you want to see what? What it's there for. Therefore, because of what of how God has designed the body and how we are to function in a new life. Therefore, Paul writes, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love. There it is. As Christ loved, whoa, walk in love. I can do that. No, I can't. Because it tells me I am to do it like Christ loved me. And what did Christ do? Christ died for me. Christ gave his life for me. Christ went to the cross and shed his precious blood in payment for my sins. That's how I am to walk. And he gave himself up. Fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Romans chapter 12 says, Be kindly affectioned to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another. Again, John MacArthur in his commentary on Ephesians says this, The noun growth, did you pick that up please? The body grow. The noun growth indicates that the body produces its own growth through Resident dynamics. As with all living organisms, spiritual growth in the church does not come from forces outside, but from the vital power within that causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself. All of this in love, which is always to be the spirit of the fellowship of believers. Above all things, the body is to manifest love, and when it is built up according to this plan, the world will know it is the body of Christ. Why? Because the world has no concept of what true love's all about. And we who are part of the body of Christ, believers, know love because God showed us what love was. That's the body. There it is. Christ from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. That's what this is all about, right? Given body, shed blood. Together having experienced what God has done through His Son, Jesus Christ, makes all the difference to be the kind of people God wants us to be.